Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. As we saw in the last episode, we've started a new series here. We're going to be going through the the epistle, the letter of Ephesians. And we looked at the first two verses of the first chapter in the last episode, but I was thinking about it a little bit. I thought we would do well to go back into the book of Acts to see how the gospel came to Ephesus, okay? Because Paul is writing to them, and he's writing to them uh, who are those who are saints and those who are faithful and who love the Lord. And, you know, too often we see that and think, oh, that's nice. They must have uh, heard Paul preaching and walked down on the 39th stanza of just as I am to the altar and and cried and, and received the Lord. You know, out of my background, that is what we sort of associate with uh, salvation and attaining salvation, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, that's not really what you see in the Scripture. And particularly with the city of Ephesus, it is a wild story, folks. And so I thought, I think we'll spend the next few episodes just really recounting this and seeing what's going on, because this is serious. So often we we think that uh, uh, coming to the faith and walking in the faith will be well received by all, that it will be a, a, a nice, nearly uh, cute kind of thing. But folks, wait till you see what happens here. So let's go to the book of Acts, and it's Acts, the 18th chapter. And we're actually just sort of jumping in the story here with the account of Paul and his travels. And beginning with the 18th verse, we see this. Paul, having remained many days longer, took leave of the brethren and put out the sea for Syria. And with him was Priscilla and Aquila. And Sincrea, he had his hair cut, for he was keeping a vow. So Paul is traveling. He's got uh, Priscilla and Aquila with him. Uh, this whole thing with Sincrea that he had his hair cut for he, he was keeping a vow. Nobody really knows what that is other than the fact what it says. Paul had uh, made a vow to God, which there's nothing wrong with that. God doesn't require it. But he does say this. You, you don't need to make vows. But if you do make a vow, then make sure that you follow through with it. And so whatever it was, part of it was he, uh, that he allowed his hair to grow in relationship to it. And when he was finished with the vow, he cut his hair. Now, verse 19 of Acts 18. They came to Ephesus. So now they're coming into the city of Ephesus. And he left them there. So he left Priscilla and Aquila in Ephesus. Now, he himself entered the synagogue, and he reasoned with the Jews. Now, this was Paul's pattern. This is what he did. He would go into a city, and he would go to the synagogue, if there was a synagogue, and he would begin to reason with the Jews. He would reason with them and talk with them uh, from the Scripture. If there wasn't a synagogue, you had to have ten faithful Jewish men for a synagogue to be established. He would usually find the faithful Jewish women down by the river praying. So if you went into a town and you didn't know anybody, you would know that you'd go down by the river. Well, you say, well, how do you know that the city or town would have a river? Why do you think city and towns are built on rivers? All right? We need water. <laughs> you need water to, uh, to drink. You need water to cook. You need water to live by. So they were always by some fresh-flowing source of water. So Paul would go into the synagogue. Well, why in the world would people let Paul uh, speak in a synagogue? Well, Paul... 
uh, he he had a PhD in everything, folks, in Judaism. When you see that you know, he studied under Gamaliel, he was like the top top student in the Pharisee school, shall we say, the University of the Pharisees. And so he knew his stuff. And when people would have heard his credentials, they would have want, wanted to know his insight. So that gave him an open door. So he goes to the synagogue and he reasons with the Jews. Verse 20. When they asked him to stay for a longer time, he did not consent. But taking leave of them and saying, I will return to you again if God wills, he set sail from Ephesus. So he comes and he leaves uh Aquila and Priscilla there. He goes in the synagogue, talks with them for a while, but then he leaves. He, he had other things. He had other plans that he thought he was supposed to do. Now watch this, verse uh, uh, 22, so Paul's left. When he landed at Caesarea, he went up and greeted the church and went down to Antioch. And having spent some time there, he left and passed successively through the Galatian regions and Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples. So he goes back through and he's strengthening everybody. Verse 24. Now a Jew named Apollos and Alexandria by birth, an eloquent man, came to Ephesus, and he was mighty in the Scripture. Now, this is important. Paul's already left, but Aquila and Priscilla are there. And this guy, uh, a Jew named Apollos, and he was from Alexandria, okay? Uh, Egypt, Alexandria is known for his uh, university, for his library system. He comes to Ephesus, and he was mighty and powerful in the Scriptures. He knew the Word of God, verse 25. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he was speaking and teaching accurately the things concerning Jesus, being acquainted only with the baptism of John. And he began to speak out boldly in the synagogue. Now you think, well, okay, that, that's uh, what is, that's no big deal. What's that all about? This is serious, folks. Okay. He was instructed in the way of the Lord. He was fervent in spirit. <clears throat> He's speaking and teaching accurately the things concerning Jesus, but he was only acquainted with the baptism of John. That is the phrase. What that means is <clears throat> he had heard and believed what John and <clears throat> the Baptist had been preaching of repentance, okay, of anticipation of one that was coming as Messiah. He had been baptized in the baptism of John, and he believed that, and he knew the things about Messiah to come, but he didn't know that Messiah had already come. We're about to see this fleshed out in the next two verses. He didn't know that. He didn't know that Jesus had come. Now, when Acts is written, it says, teaching accurately the things concerning Jesus, being acquainted only with the baptism of John. From the perspective of the time of Acts being written, they insert Jesus' name right here. But Apollos didn't know that Messiah had actually come. So he comes in, he's speaking boldly. He's speaking what John has spoke. You need to repent because Messiah is coming. Now watch what happens, verse 26. But when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. In other words, they told him, Messiah has come. His name is Jesus. That which John had talked about, that which you have been baptized into, has come to fruition. Okay? And I, I find this, uh, this is a great, great thing for us because we're going to, we see here that Apollos was totally open to that. He was open to having the way of God more accurately explained to him. Sadly, most church leadership today is not open to that. If you go, I mean, it's one of the saddest things I've ever seen. I've experienced it so many times where people feel like they need to share something with their quote unquote pastor, you know, 
and they're terrified of it. Why in the world should you be terrified? Okay. Why should we be terrified of going to a church leader and sharing something and talking about something? It's the saddest thing. Now look at these last two verses, verse 27 of Acts 18. And when he wanted to go across to Achaia, the brethren encouraged him, this is speaking of Apollos, and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace, for he powerfully refuted the Jews in public demonstrating by the scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. So Apollos went over the Achaia, probably in Corinth there, and he helped those who were already believers, those that had believed by grace. They were having a hard time because the Jews were just coming against them. And they didn't know what to say because they didn't have the background in Judaism, the background in the word. Here comes Apollos who had that background, and he, look how it's described, powerfully refuted the Jews in public demonstrating by the scriptures, that would have been the Old Testament, demonstrating by the Jewish Old Testament that Jesus was the Christ. Apollos got his start in Ephesus. Ephesus, the Jewish people there, experienced Apollos and saw what happened. We'll continue on later because chapter 19 gives some amazing things about what happens with Ephesus when Paul returns. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.